Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Welcome to Get Involved Referee with Steve Conroy, Des Roach, and myself, Lindsay Heron. Well, we did predict it was going to be rather exciting through in Edinburgh, fellows, and that, not just talking about the fringe, I'm talking about Easter Road. We'll come to that in just a moment. Um, some very interesting games actually across the SPFL, loads of things to talk about in this episode. Um, and we'll also touch on um, the uh, sort of social activities of one of the leading members of the SFA when he might, in fact, have been covering one of the more important matches. Let's start with that important game first of course Hibs against Rangers Steve you called it you said it was going to be um, a bit chaotic and my goodness you were right what a soothsayer I am yeah I <laughs> I couldn't have predicted it would be quite as event packed as it turned out to be and we were talking about how not to beat about the bush how boring last weekend was but that, that just shows you it doesn't last long in Scottish football what, what a weekend no absolutely it's a back with a bang let's deal with it chronologically before we before we get your assessment uh, overall on Willie Collins performance the first major talking point is penalty incident that Hibbs may have got midway through the first half James Tavernier appears to have a, a right good grip of Rocky Bushiri and big Paul Hanlon's jumping behind them as the ball comes into the box what was your view on that one Steve well Des and I are going to disagree slightly on this one uh, in my opinion that that was a penalty and I know the the arguments about Hanlon not, uh, maybe being behind Tavernier or did somebody else have a hold of Tavernier but what you can certainly say is that Tavernier had more than a handful of the, the Hibs player and dragged them down that for me was a penalty on its own merits I think that's a penalty but when you compare it to what happened later on it, that, that's three or four penalties Yeah I think consistency when you look at the way the, the events unfolded I'm not disagreeing with Steve by saying I don't think so but I actually do I think there's enough enough force and enough contact to use a word that Steve used mitigating Hanlon, yeah, was was maybe holding holding um, Tavernier to purchase and get a bit a bit higher, but there was certainly enough mm -hmm. of Tavernier grabbing a hold of Bashiri to really make it a, a questionable decision. If the penalty had been given, I would have absolutely no nobody would have said a thing. No, no, no complaints at all. Don't think anybody could have been any complaints at all if the penalty had been awarded. And then just before half time, the big moment of, of well, the big moment of the first half, Bashiri involved again. He, uh, you know, he has a tug or a pull at. Uh, Antonio Cholak, who goes tumbling to the turf, penalty, says Willie. And wrongly, you said push, pull, whatever. There, there was contact. He touched them. He didn't pull them, didn't push them, didn't shove them, punch them. There's no, as far as I'm aware, unless they've changed it, there is no law that says that if you touch or attempt to touch somebody, that counts as a direct free kick. He touched them. There was nowhere near enough force to send him tumbling. A fit, healthy, athletic young man like that goes <laughs> down with that kind of touch. He needs to see somebody professionally if that's the case. I agree wholeheartedly. Touch, probably even being light, he's brushed against them. Mm -hmm. um, Kolak goes down. Now, what you've also got to look at is what's the opportunity for either of them to play the ball? Bashiri's never going to get it. No. Kolak's never going to get it. The ball's been played at quite a decent pace. It's only going one place and it's going straight through to David Marshall and goals. But Steve Crowder alludes to it. Why is Kolak going down? To me, that's diving. And if you're diving, that's cheating. So Kolak should have been one getting a, a yellow card for simulation because there is not enough force or pulling, whatever you want to call it, because it wasn't a pull. It was just a drop, I would say. 
Kolak has dropped to the ground. It is not a penalty kick. By extension, now, I, I don't know what they're going to do about that now, but if, if the SFA come out and say, if anybody comes out and says that that's a justifiable penalty, then every corner, every incident, every yep. time there's a cross in the box, it's going to be a penalty. Because how many times do you see that? Every every well, single time. Well, that's what Lee Johnson said after the game. He was quite insistent that, you know, every time a corner comes in, like you say, we have a pulling, pushing, grabbing. It's got to have to be a spot kick. It Football, has to be. Football's a contact sport. It, it, you aren't going to come into contact with someone. You're, you're going to be running at pace. You're going to be jumping. You're going to be coming together. It's not a blinking penalty kick. Let's just <laughs> cut it there. He got it wrong. So in that instance then, um, say when VAR comes in, whenever it comes in, we're assuming it's going to be after the World Cup, but we're not sure. Would that be a clear and obvious decision that was made wrong by the referee that could be overturned by VAR? In my opinion, that, yep. that's clear and obvious. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I would like to think so. Yeah. So if, they, if it's not brought in for that, then what's it there for? So they would have jumped in and say, hey, Willie, have a look at it. Have a look at that yep. again. Well, that's, that's bearing in mind that the person who's operating VAR for that game has got the gumption to say, no, Willie, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to look at this. Because we all know there are certain people won't have the wherewithal to do that but in my opinion yeah that's got to be reviewed it's there for factual evidence and factual evidence is that's not a penalty not a penalty not in a million years okay so that's mistake number one from Willie Collum as you put it uh, quite uh, coherently now, the second big one of course is the challenge on, on John Lundstrom everyone and their granny's been having a, a talk about this one over the weekend since it happened first of all you know it's a foul for sure and he's, he knows he's exactly what he's doing Steve uh, of course he does how many times have you seen it he's taking one for the team a professional foul whatever you want it and what we've seen now is he's breaking up a transitional move he took one deliberately to stop the move he knew he was getting a booking yep. he'd done it with the sole intention of getting a booking yep. astonished when he brought what? out the red card the manager would be delighted to give away a yellow card at that point in time. You're taking, as Steve said, you're taking one for the team. You're stopping play. It's a good foul. If, if, you're a, if, if, if you don't make that yeah. foul, your team makes their ball looking you. Yeah, absolutely. So bring it down, kill play, reset, Go on free it. kick. Yeah. Go on, well, you could see the incredulity in, in Lundstrom's face and the Rangers players reacting the way they did, saying you know they couldn't understand uh, Willie's decision in that instance. And he was very quick to pull out the card as well, Steve, I thought. He's always prone to that. That's what he does. He goes he goes diving in. But he was just, I, I don't know what he saw, but whatever he saw, it, it was wrong. Um, and I'd just like to point out the, the first player in on it was our, our friend, Mr. Porteous. Um, <laughs> Never one to miss a bit of uh, confrontation, does is he? No, he's the he's the gift that keeps on giving for Scottish football, isn't he? <laughs> or certainly for, for our for show. Too. Yeah. For us too. I think what probably makes it more incredulous is the fact that he gave Jake Doyle Hayes mm -hmm. a yellow card after 25 minutes for pretty much a copycat foul. Mm -hmm. He's just broke up play, yellow card, managers, players, everyone accepts it. But for a red card, I mean, you looked at Lindstrom's face, Lindstrom was almost dropping dead. He was yeah. like, what the is going on here? Okay. Uh -huh. And as you say, Willie was, he's obviously made up his mind instantaneously because that red card was out. Quick draw McGraw, that was that was there. Oh, that was um, instantly. Yeah. But it's never a and I know Rangers have appealed it and I would expect that to be to be a successful appeal. But the point is that they, they lost the player, uh, mm -hmm. took them down to ten men. We'll talk about the <laughs> the next one in a moment. Um but that puts them under under pressure right away when you when you lose a man, Steve. Absolutely. Um, and it, it puts you under pressure when it's a merited red card, but when it's when it's an undeserved one, all the more so. Now I don't you know, I'm I'm not not saying anything that maybe millions of people wouldn't say anyway. I, I would have suspected that Rangers would still have won it with 10 men but it's still not fair on them and it happens to lots of other people mm -hmm. it's not fair that they're down to 10 men for something that wasn't their fault and of course in typical fashion an almost identical situation manifested itself down at St James's Park 24 hours later Kieran Trippier clearly fouls Kevin De Bruyne the referee uh, Jared 
Gillette or Gillette, I'm not quite sure what the pronunciation is. I'm not sure. No. Hope I don't do him a disservice. Flashes the red card, VAR comes in, get, comes in, gets involved, and he changes it to yellow. But do you know what? Everyone's praising that because it's the right decision. Mm-hmm. So he's taken advice from whoever's on VAR duty at that moment in time. He's went across, he's made his initial decisions, he's went across, looked at it. That's what we're saying. It should be there for correct, proper facts. And that's how it was That's how it was used to, to the right effect. Yeah. Newcastle remained 11 on the park. They get the a well-deserved draw, earning a point. Rangers, they were put straight under the cost by going down to 10 men for the last half hour. It was unfair that, that, in Rangers. That's what VAR's there for. Oh. And, you know, aptly named Mr Tripper. Um, <laughs> but it's, and, and it's there, it's for fact, it's instant. Yep. Sent the boy off. He was called over to look at it straight away. He decided straight away it was wrong. Downgraded it, free kick, let's move on. And there was a couple of Man City gripes and then they just said, ah, well, go on, mate. No. That, that's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, we come to um, our old friend Alfredo Morelos, who's been a, bit of a poster boy for um, controversial decisions in Scottish football in these five years here. He thought he'd calmed down a little bit, actually, in, uh, in recent times. He hadn't been the subject of too many, let's say, controversial incidents. But my goodness, he came back with a bang at Easter Road, Steve. I can't believe some of the, the excuses that were being made up from that. There was no, absolutely no excuse for that. That was petulant. He acted like a brat. He was totally, totally unacceptable. And let's not forget, I know some people are trying to say it wasn't as bad. He'd done the boy twice. Um, he knew exactly yeah. what he was doing. That was nasty. It was vicious. And he got what he deserved. Uh, he seemed to reach for him first, didn't he, Des? Mm-hmm. And then and then could come in with a heavier kind of swing. Yeah, he was almost getting getting a marker first to <laughs> sort of see, see where he was, right? I know where he is. Now, the guy's, what, six foot odd that he's played against. Why are you flinging your arm out like that? Now, is it the fact come out today that Morelos is apparently now Rangers' most ordered off so player in history, yeah. apparently? Now, he's only been at the club for, what, five years? John Gregg was there for how long and never never accumulated that, if, if that fact is correct. But no, he was he's let his teammates down big style because mm-hmm. they're already down to 10 men. I know it was later on in the game, but they're already under pressure by having 10 men. For him flinging his arm out like that, in that manner, he would be absolutely raging if you were it's hanging on, if you're a Rangers player. And I hope Van Bronckhorst throws the book at him because he's just let everyone down, himself down. He's trying to come back after being injured for a number of months. So he just put himself out for another three games. Mm-hmm. Sadly, uh, and you're saying he should have let himself down, but he was laughing mm-hmm. when it was done. Actually laughing yeah. at it. The, the, I, I don't know what's going on in his head. To be fair, will he get that one right? You got that one right, yep. Exactly. I think, I think Willie Johnson, six red cards back in the old days. Was it? Uh, and it was hard to get sent off in the old days, wasn't it? You had to be just a bit mug somebody, didn't you, really? Well, I and John Gregg and Billy McNeil's day, uh, they could take hatchets to each other and get a yellow. <laughs> you always get it. You always get you get the first one free, don't you? <laughs> but eight red cards. Well, he hadn't he hadn't been sent. I'm, I'm not trying to defend Morelos in any shape or form, but he hadn't been sent off for nearly three years, two and a half years, Celtic mm. Park, second yellow for diving in an old firm game. So, but this was just madness, like you say. I mean, you could see the Rangers bench reaction. They're, they can't believe what's going on. And Tavernier was absolutely spitting mad at the end of it all because he knew how much it Rightly cost the so. team. No, rightly, rightly so. Yeah. You got the draw because of because of him. Yeah, helps him back into the game. But mm-hmm. I just don't know. I was gonna say I don't know what he's thinking. He's obviously not thinking. That's the that's the issue, isn't it? Or worse he probably was thinking, but we don't want to go down that. No. Don't yeah. want to go down that route. I know we're here to talk about referees, but I mean this is a major issue for Rangers, isn't it? Now what does Gio Van Brockhorst do? Is that this guy is out of contract at the end of the season, the window closes in just over a week's time. He can't play in the next two domestic matches. Does he does he even use him in PSV and try and attract a suitor? I mean, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? Aye. All told chaos that he's he's caused by that. <laughs> if, um, if it was me, I, I know what I'm like, I wouldn't be playing him again. Mm-hmm. Whether whether I could get shot of him or not, 
I wouldn't be playing him again. I don't think the club will look at it. The club will look at it. It's, this is a, a saleable asset mm-hmm. to them. So you either get him to sign or you punt him before Christmas. Personally speaking, I think he's a liability for the team. I know you're saying he's not been sent off for, for a couple of years, but probably injured for half of that time as well. But yeah. mm-hmm. no, I, I would go with Kolak up front and put my faith in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Cholak's shown he's a much better player. And you, you can't, he's clearly been shown that you can't talk therapy out, out of whatever's wrong with uh, him as his li- liability. Well, he's 26 now, Steve, isn't he? It's not as if he's a kid anymore. No, he's as, he's as grown up as he's going to get. And if he's still got that in him, yeah, it's, it's too much of a liability. That That's going to come out at any time. He's been in our game. I was going to say he's been in our game for a, for a few years, but that, that wouldn't be tolerated. Doesn't matter whether you're in England, Italy, or France. Mm. It's a red card all the time. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to, you're going to talk that out of him. I mm. think that'll just be part of his persona and the way he plays football. In some ways, I suppose that um, took the limelight partially off the referee, but he's certainly getting it in the neck from a lot of quarters. I mean, in all seriousness, how, how bad was that performance from Willie? And what's, what are the ramifications in your view? I think that's, I don't want to speak too badly, but that, that's as bad a performance as I can remember from, from Willie. And he has been prone to erratic performances, but that, that was just, you know, that, that, that was just bad. For our most senior, most decorated referee to come out with that, that, that was just, it was a, it was a really, really bad day. Now he has that, that was his third Premier game. There's been talking points in all three of them so far. Mm-hmm. Does he maybe need a rest? Being euphemistic, I think that like like everyone now, I'm not calling I'm not calling for Willie to, to retire. If that's only something that he could he can decide. I think that like any player, the shelf life is maybe coming towards mm. coming towards the end. There are more errors cropping up within matches now. There's a few major ones in a in a massive game so early in the season. Mm-hmm. I think that Willie's experience should have been enough to get him through that game, but I just think that there's more and more. Small errors, and as Steve said there, what, three games in, there's not one game went by where there's not been a talking point. So I think it's maybe coming to the, the latter part of his career. It will be interesting to see if he's on the list for the next round of fixtures and indeed the following weekend. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And I know I've got my own thoughts on what yep. would have happened to myself and Des in the same situation, but it will be interesting to see I'd be on the, where he's officiating. I'd be on the EasyJet website looking for a flight, <laughs> looking for a holiday <laughs> uh, for a couple of weeks. I think they'll stick with him. I think they'll stick I with him. I suspect they will as well. I think they'll support him and maybe further along the line, maybe you see him dip into a couple of couple of lower games but I think if they don't back him then that sends a big signal if they if they don't back him but some of the things that and we've, we've talked about it there if they come out and you know I'm, I'm not saying anything beyond it if, if they come out and say that his decisions were right if he comes out and says that the, the Rangers penalty was correct I think that that leads to bedlam oh. um, and if they come out and say and I, I don't think they will but the, the Lundstrom uh, red card was a red card and again it's chaos it sets a very, very dangerous precedent mm. if that happens. While all the bedlam and chaos was going on at Easter Road, you'd have thought that someone with a vested interest would be perhaps watching that game, either on television or in the stands. However, it transpires that the head of referees, Crawford Allen, was playing golf on Saturday, lads, and uh, not enjoying the, the thrills and spills of Hibs against Rangers. I don't know what kind of contract that he's, I was going to say phrase, I don't know what kind of contract Crawford's negotiated for himself. But he's the head of refereeing. There's some bloody big games going yeah. on that we knew were, were going to throw up incident and in inverted commas again he's whatever he's negotiated fair play to him but he should have been on duty on a day like that he should have been at a game or he should have been sitting somewhere where people could be phoning him and discussing things with him I agree wholeheartedly now if your job is head of refereeing operations then the season's up and running the season is operational at this moment in mm-hmm. time so you know the fixtures you know that's a, a Glasgow Edinburgh derby for both 
both mm-hmm. both teams involved, or, well, four teams involved. Yep. You've got to beat a game. Now, I know there's an observer there. How many times in previous incumbents, if, if that game's on, Rangers versus Hibs, or Hibernian versus Rangers, Crawford's from Edinburgh, so it's not too far to travel, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought. You've got to beat the game. Also, you've got to be visual. You've got to be seen to be out and about and the refereeing and the public and the clubs mm-hmm. know you're there. You're the one that you're answerable, answerable to at the end of the day. I don't know. Maybe he's needing a, a handicap before the end of the end of the golf season, but well, they yeah. should have been. Everybody's allowed time off, but that's for the summer. Season started. That's your job. Yes. I mean, Carnoustie's on the open rota. You know, it's a very good golf course. It's a tough test of golf. I'm sure Crawford was honing his skills. It was a tough test of a game for Willie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Assuming he had a, he must have had a tranny in his bag. Okay. Maybe he's got it. Maybe he's got a Sky player, a BT player, and he's just strapped on and he's watching it as he goes round. But I think that's pretty, pretty poor. I think that's pretty poor as well. Pretty poor. It is really astonishing. I find it quite remarkable because you think the first thing that the head of referees would do would go to a game every week and make sure his men are are doing their jobs. I think exactly the same. Yeah, that that that's your job. And as you say, though, you're you're allowed time off, but you're allowed time off when it's not the football season. Mm-hmm. The players don't pick and choose which which weekend they're. Uh, uh, and I'm just going to go for a game, a game of golf on Saturday. Yeah, all right. I <laughs> bother. Yes. No, the the, game, the season's up and running. That, that's you at your work. Because presumably you'll have to firefight a little bit on this Willie Collum issue just now. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's got a lot of work on his hands. Um, um, because And just for the, the exact things that we are, we are talking about, the consequences of their decisions mm-hmm. uh, coming up could be huge. Monday morning, his phone would be, his phone would be off the hook, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would just be, be it'd, it'd become constant. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even try and come up with an excuse for him. If you're the head of refereeing, you go to a game on a Saturday. And whether that be Bonny Rig Rose against whoever in the Lowland League or you go to the top SPL game, mm-hmm. you've got to be there. And certainly, if it was me and Hart, Hibs are playing Rangers on a Saturday lunchtime kickoff, that's the game I'm at. Not only that, I mean, there was, we'll just discuss just now, there were big, big moments across the, the entire Premiership at the weekend, not necessarily just the Hibs Rangers game, which was the earlier kickoff. I mean, he could have taken in two games, for goodness sake. He could have mm-hmm. gone another one, couldn't he? It's not unknown. Hibs Rangers on the Saturday, Celtic Hearts on the Sunday. But even Hibs Rangers was half 12. He could have jumped in the car and mm-hmm. caught the second half of an hour. So three games at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's look at. Um, if you don't mind the rest of the of the Premiership games. And Ross County Comarnock was one that jumped out at me, guys. Two horrific challenges in there from Ross Callaghan of Ross County. Um and he was remarkably he didn't he, he wasn't punished for the the way he should have been. Is that correct? That single tackle was the worst challenge of the weekend, but also one of the worst challenges. I'm not even going to call it a tackle, because a tackle implements that you're actually trying to win the ball. That was just thuggery. Absolutely. And he's very, very lucky that the commandant boy didn't come away with a with a mm-hmm. serious injury. It's it's horrendous. It's vicious. It's absolutely can't describe it. And I know he did eventually get red carded, but that alone, that alone has got to be looked at. I said, yeah, straight red. No, no, no debating whatsoever. But the, the only debate I, I think in it, we we said it where it was. It's not just the referee shout. That's the fourth official and the assistant referee. The somebody in the perfect angle. Somebody must have seen that. The person with the best angle is the fourth official. Now, the assistant referee has always got to be concentrating on what's going on mm. in the field of play, offside. Is it going to be a quick transition? But the fourth official is there to manage the area around them and offer support to the referee. The fourth official's got to take, okay, the referee will take a, a large proportion of the, the blame for it. But the fourth official, and likewise with the, with the next one, again, right in front, Jack Baldwin tackle. 
the fourth officials culpable for both of them for me. Same discussions. Unless there was something going on that we didn't see with somebody talking to him, were they discussing a, uh, a substitution? We, we don't know that, so we're maybe speaking out a turn a bit, but it, it certainly didn't look as though anything was happening. And in which case, that's... And it's the perfect territory for yeah. the, the fourth official. You've seen both Derek McInnes and Tony Dockery jump yeah. out. Uh-huh. So if it was distracted, it must have been by the Ross County bench, but Ross County are under pressure at that moment in time, so I don't know. We might be wrong. We might be wrong. We may have been getting caught up in something, but it's in absolutely prime territory yeah. for the fourth official to make that call. I was just lucky that Ryan Alebiosu didn't get seriously injured in that kind of scissor motion. Oh, it was a shocker. Uh-huh. Absolute shocker. The first movement could have done his done his ankle. The, the scissor movement could have done his knee. It was a, it was mm. a horror, horrible, horrible thing. And again, he's got history, but he should be ashamed of himself for that. To give a yellow is actually worse because it means that you've you've actually seen something, but you don't you don't you don't deem it enough to be a red card. How can it not be a red card if you're given a yellow? Then you know that something pretty. Pretty bad went off there. No, honestly, folk I've had conversations with, everyone is just appalled. And David Monroe also missed, like you say, the Baldwin challenge uh, on uh, Kerr McEnroy, which was, he lost possession of the ball and smashed in and just a bit killed him. Oh, absolutely. Maybe, maybe it wasn't quite as bad as Callahan, but it, it was, euphemistically speaking, it was on the same ballpark. <laughs> um, and you, you knew what he was going to do. It was that, that typical one where the first touch isn't particularly great and the second touch is a leg breaker. It's a lunge. Uh-huh. A lunge over the ball. Lucky that, again, both command players, thankfully, have walked away mm-hmm. relatively injury-free from it. But Two straight reds. Two straight reds, two major decisions. So two big mistakes there from David, yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, St. Johnson, Aberdeen, um, Andy Considine, an absolute Don stalwart, playing against his old team. Was he lucky to stay in the park, guys? Because uh, it looks like there was a, a situation where he should have copped two yellows in that one. I never really seen, probably caught now. I never really seen it. I know I've spoke about it. If he's kicked out, well, he's done the block for the first the, the first one. And but then he wasn't booked for that. He wasn't cautioned for that. For blocking Vicente Bazayan, um, which is normally a yellow card, isn't it? Yeah, but depending, you know, you, you could set your stall out that you're going to have, that you're going to put the bar particularly high. And the, the, the first instant where, you know, normally that could be a, a, a yellow and I think it probably should have been a yellow but you're setting out the same nut that this is a game I'm going to let things go it's going to have to be something worse than that before I start cautioning that that could have been his, uh, his, his tactic from, from the beginning if it works for you it works but it looks as though it's a dangerous game got away with it. it's a dangerous game because you, if you are setting the bar so high things then can creep in and creep in and it's quite easily miss a, mm-hmm. miss a second yellow co- if you caution eventually then you've already missed Missed one, so he is playing a bit of a dicey game. And he, like you say, he, he was booked for a, a quite a bad challenge on Bazoin later on in the game. Um, well, it might, even, might have been red, it, potentially. It was quite a nasty one, but he got it was it was just only yellow, so he, he stayed on for the game. And mm-hmm. well, St. Johnson ended up losing to a fantastic uh, free kick. Conversely, in the Celtic Hearts game, just jumping to the Sunday, two Hearts players get second yellows to end up being sent off right at the death of the game. The, one of which I think you feel is fair enough, but maybe the Tony Subic one was a little bit harsh. The first one, no arguments. That, that was Alec that, Cochran. Yeah, that, that was too. The haulback, the repeated haulbacks that he did for the first one, straight, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one, he, he tackled on, on on the thigh, between the thigh and the, uh, and the hip. Um, no, no, not a problem with that at all. And to be fair, the player didn't. No, he knew what was coming. I think uh, for the, the second one, was it Civic? Tony Civic, yeah. Civic. You so could have got push. A, yeah, it, it, was, it was a push. Nothing worse than a push. Not everything, I hate to say the same things as pundits, but not everything's a foul. Not everything's, uh, not every foul's a caution. Uh-huh. That could have been dealt with differently. That He, he could have got away with a, a talking to. He could have just had a word with him on the way past. He decided that it was a, uh, a caution. It was a cautionable offence. Again, it would have been a soft one, but 
he could have got away with he could have got away with not sending him off for that one. Yeah, I think the Cochrane one, there's no there's no debate in it. I think the second yellow card, if I was lead, if I was the, the Hearts manager Robin Nielsen, I'd be more disappointed he made the tackle. Yeah. Because it was out on the out in the far touch line mm-hmm. and it was Callum McGregor who's left footed, who's who's just going to turn back into the pitch. That that was avoidable. But as soon as he's made the challenge, then yeah, you've got to you've got to support it. It's a, oh, absolutely. It's a caution. The second one, Sibic, he'd been cautioned earlier for sort of standing on standing on somebody's foot, hadn't he? Mm-hmm. That one there, I know Celtic were making a, a fast breakaway. It was still in their own half. He's almost like as if he's tried to jump back to like, avoid contact. He's put his hands out. Not the worst foul in the world. I think you could... He's given it and I can understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think if he'd avoided it and maybe just ran by him or ran by the captain and said, look, he can, he's got no more life left. I think he could have been, it could have been managed a lot better, and I don't think anybody would complain really if that one had no, been, that I, one had been avoided. I don't think it. Well, it's, you know, it's like people might have passed comment, but I, th- I think it could quite easily. And somebody, Kevin's class, he could quite easily have got away with just giving that, uh, giving them a warning, just ignore it, public or personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was actually a really big mistake in the in the the Motherwell Livingston game as well, unfortunately, and um, it's uh, it was Nick Walsh in charge of that one, but in uh, mitigation for him. It wasn't him. Who, it wasn't he who made the decision. Um, ball coming in uh, to the back post. Uh, Sean Goss goes up with a header, and it's judged that uh, it's hit Christian Montaro on on the hand, and he gives the penalty kick. But it was on the basis of the assistant. Yeah, it was clear that it, it was Nick's shout. Nick wasn't indicating anything. Nope. He showed no urgency in in what he was doing. He was getting ready to disappear up to towards the halfway line, and you could clearly see him touching his ear. That that was the that was the AR's call, and it was the wrong call. Yeah, unfortunately, you yeah. you could see Nick's, Nick's body language alone. There was that delay mm. in giving the decision, and then when you see the camera from behind, you actually hear him saying penalty and pointing to the spot. I don't think Nick would have been happy to take that call. To be honest, no, he obviously wasn't convinced enough mm-hmm. that that he was going to go with his, with his own instinct. I mean, you see the position of it. He more had a, a view of of the back, and the, the AR was looking straight in on it, but Nick knew. I think that well, there's no sign he knew that it hit his chest. He knew it hadn't hit his arm. But if the AR in a better viewing position says, no, it's definitely a handball, I think you have to go with it. Yeah, it's got to be that the assistant referee has, we used to say, don't tell me what you think, tell me facts. So he's obviously sold him enough saying, no, this has definitely struck his arm, which quite clearly it, it did not. Yeah, you can see from the replay that um, it's caught him in the chest <laughs> or, yeah. or just the top of the stomach type thing, uh, albeit his arm's out, but didn't actually hit his arm at all. No, no, and everybody's so fixated on the making yourself big and the unnatural mm-hmm. position. That that's all anybody's looking at. But before it's unnatural, it has to actually hit you. Yeah, yeah the boy yeah, just yeah. lifted his arm to get out the road of it. Yeah, and, and it's it just an out the corner. And we, Davy Martin, deal in fairness to him, uh, kept his cool pretty well. As did Van Bronckhorst actually after the game. He was fairly calm and collected after the decisions went against him because sometimes, as we have, we've discussed, Mike, referees have gone off their heads when these decisions go against them. Hey, sorry, managers go oh, off no, their Oh no, you're head. probably right first time as well. <laughs> but it's not to say they didn't go off their head inside. Uh-huh. What mm-hmm. they've done is they've, they've kept their calm mm-hmm. in front of the media, yep. which was which was great. Um, but that's not to say that inside or But that's as it should be. That's uh, exactly. We've said it often enough. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it out of the media and deal mm-hmm. with it like men and on your own. Mm-hmm. But we've said both incumbents at Celtic Rangers are calmer than, than previous guys. And I don't think Martindale's one that's really... No. He, he calls it as it is, but I don't think he's one that's said much out of turn. So that was a penalty that was given uh, and shouldn't have been. And there was one up at Tannadice, actually, which we feel, or I feel, should have been given. Um, you guys have had a look at it. It's uh, it's a handball again. Uh, Aziz Behish of uh, Dundee United trying to block a header coming in from Ryan Strain, but uh, not given. It's a penalty. 
I think it's a penalty too. We've seen it uh, numerous times this season, both in England and up here. In fact, St Murn won a couple of weeks ago at, mm-hmm. at Love Street. The Dundee United player's arm comes out, clearly comes out, clearly makes himself bigger, mm-hmm. struck his arm. St Murn claimed for it, didn't get it, and thankfully they went on to, to win the game and that had no bearing effect on it. But yeah, it was a, it was a penalty kick for me. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah, no no question. But that's the thing. It, it didn't affect the outcome. Uh, so nope. more comfortable 3 nothing winners, whereas Livingston have lost three points at, at Fir Park, um, you know, which could be quite quite important to them at the, the end of it all. Uh, but, the, you know, these are the things that are, these clubs have to deal with at times. Yep, hopefully the era of VAR will, will change it. I still don't change the fact that VAR should have been in already for us to be looking at these things rather than looking at it next week because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Livingston have been done. Well, Steve, so it doesn't matter if they get a, get the proper call next week. So if this penalty incident at Livingston occurs on the 31st of December, mm-hmm. but then on the 1st of January, VAR's in, mm-hmm. it's a completely different game. The leagues are different. Managers, we've said it before, this relies on managers' jobs, players still being at a club, etc. Um, it's, it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some chat that, you know, because of so many decisions went the wrong way, let's say, you know, that the standard of, of the refereeing this the weekend was really bad, really low. Do you think that's just unfortunate or do you think that there were some poor performances across the board? Well, you can't argue with the fact that there were some poor performances. Does that indicate that the standards have suddenly dropped from, from last week or that we're, that we're in crisis? No, it, it doesn't. That could be a really bad day at the office for everybody and we've, we've all had it. Now, if that goes on next week and then the week after and then the week after that, then you have to have a, a serious think. You know, this time last week, we were sitting here drumming our fingers. We couldn't think of anything to talk about. Um, <laughs> and we weren't saying that everybody was brilliant last week. So let, let's see what happens. It wasn't a good weekend. There's there's no disguising that fact. But a, a single event doesn't mean it's a, a trend. So we'll, hopefully, it, hopefully it isn't a trend and it's just one of the things. I mean, last week there was nothing to talk about and we were praising the referees because there was nothing to talk about. We've got to got to back that up. Conversely, as much as we're here to try and talk them up and you can't you can't hide from from errors that were that were seeing at the weekend there. But it's not a it's not showing us a dearth of talent. It's not showing you that there's there's issues. Just like a, a player, a referee can have a good game, a player can have a good game, a player can have a poorer game. So let's see the, the trend over the next few weeks. And as the season develops, you'll notice by the appointments who's been doing well and and who's not. It's just like a player though. They'll, they'll be in the starting eleven then they'll be out. So let's just hope it's just a, a one off and move on. That's all for get involved referee this week. We'll see you next time. Yeah.